Welcome to the Love Raising Us podcast. My name is Erin Flood, and I'm so happy that you're with us. The Love Raising Us podcast is a podcast created for women with a desire to grow individually, learn within a supportive community, and positively impact the world around them. Yes, we're going to do all this great work while we finish the messy job of raising us. Today's episode is part two of last week's interview that you heard with my new friend, Tara. Um, I hope that you enjoy this episode as she actually interviews me. Great questions about what it means to create a legacy while you're living and how you arrive at deciding what your legacy is. So Tara Conti Bansal interviews me. I hope you enjoy it. Okay. I'm ready when you're ready. All right. Well, thank you, Erin, for doing this and being (laughs) a guinea pig for me. Um, My first question is, what does legacy mean to you? Um, Legacy means to me, I guess, in the simplest terms, like what people will remember about your life when you're gone or whatever continues um, as a sign that your life existed when you're no longer here. And so do you, um, how, how intentional would you say you are about thinking about your legacy? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think when it comes to parenting, it's where I think about it the most. Um, because I think about the kind of adults I dream about my kids growing into. And mm-hmm. I think that foundation, like that, it, that is my number one job in this life it, for me is yeah. to make sure that they have the best chance at being like understanding what it means for them to find joy and understanding that their job is not only to help themselves find joy, but also to contribute to good in the The world world. outside of them. And I want them to know how to form healthy relationships. I want them to know that they don't have to be perfect, you know, and to give other people that grace as well. I, I just think about all of those things for them in their adult life. And so that's probably where I think about legacy the most, because I can't think of a, of a way that, um, any legacy would live on more than how you raised your kids. Yeah. And do you, it sounds like you're pretty clear on what you want your legacy to be, um, focusing on your boys and your family. Is there anything else that comes up for you beyond that? Or is that, you know, really the primary focus? Oh, that's a, that's another really great question because I think that that is the thing that I probably struggle with most is the back and forth between what part of this life is meant for me to just invest in passions or or parts of myself outside of my family mm-hmm. and what portion of my time and energy is meant to contribute to what we just talked about. So right. yeah, would I love to have a legacy? You know, I'm a, 
I'm a teacher. I'm an educator. I love, I love supporting people and helping them grow. So would the other, I would love for the other part of my legacy to be, you know, that I help people believe in themselves enough to invest in themselves in a way that allowed their greatest, you know, dreams to come true because they believed that they were worth that work, that they were worth that effort. Yeah. That makes me teary. Yeah. But that's like, that's, that's it for me. And so I, I guess maybe that's where the two legacies meet is that I just want the people that I'm around or the organizations that I'm involved with or the people that I live in this house with to, to know that, that they're, they're, they're perfect as they are and worthy of everything they dream of. And if they're willing to do the work. Yeah. But uh, even that it's, they're worthy no matter what and wanting them, I don't know, to be willing to dig and grow. Yep. Yeah. And, and just, effort. yeah. And to be uncomfortable. Yeah. So, so how does that influence your choices and the things you do each day? Um, and that I'm sure there's some, some days it goes out the window, of course, and some days it's planning far ahead, but um, how do you, because you do sound really clear on what, you know, you want and what's important to you. And I think that's admirable and beautiful. Um, but how then does that come out in what everyday yeah. life? Um, so I think I have not always been clear you know, and the stuff that we talked about the last time we spoke, I think that's how I got clear. It was like Mm -hmm. through my greatest challenges, the gift of all of that was getting very, very, very clear on what I wanted this, what I kind of think about in my head, like the second act of my life to be about. Mm -hmm. Um, and why, during the like first act of my life, why I often found myself feeling disconnected from myself. Um, because I think that this has always been my dream. Like the, I've always wanted to have a legacy of the things that we just talked about. I think I just was afraid that that wasn't good enough. So tell me more like what that means. Um, I think I often fought myself on like the two conflicting like schools of thought, like the one person can make a a big difference in the life of another and you're only one person. Why are you making yourself so important that you think you can, you know, it's the, it's the imposter syndrome kind of, you know, like the, yeah, but really it's, it's just you, Aaron. Like, do you really think you can make that big of a difference? Do you really think you can? So it was that, um, like, I just hadn't 
totally found my footing maybe. Um, and I think some of that came from, I would get those messages more when I looked for outward approval of the things that made me feel so alive and great. Like I wanted other people to see that and validate that that was good versus me just being content in that work. You know, I was still like seeking that outside approval um, or recognition when really like all I needed was the recognition for myself. And then the rest of it, you know, then the dust settles once you're like, no, this is like, this is the work you were created to, to do. Um, but as far as the day to day, I think, um, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard because as much as I say, like my, I want my legacy to be instilling these things, especially in my kids and, and even in my husband, like to be the best supporter and cheerleader and encourager and, um, partner and the, the person that we solve our problems with and all of those things. Um, you know, every day is not, is not perfect. And there are some days where I'm like, I love this and I need to get out of this house. I need to do some, something else. I need to explore other parts of my personality and passions. And, um, but I think, um, this has been a really long winded answer to this question. So I apologize, but, um, I think the biggest thing for me has been, what are my non-negotiables? Like, what are things that I will, I will not accept less than X, Y, Z from myself, like every day. That's my goal. So one is like, I know that I am a more patient, giving, generous, you know, kind person when I get up and I move my body. Like, or that I get daily exercise in that I have like that, that's it. So that's, that's all. And I don't feel like doing it every day, but I do it because my, my bigger why about why that's important and what it allows me to do and who it allows me to be. Like that's bigger than my desire to stay in bed for five more minutes, you know, and it hasn't always been, but you know, and especially since I had this stuff with my health, like it is now because I know that tomorrow or this afternoon, I might not be able to do the things that I want to do now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I what think- I'm hearing is also, sorry to interrupt, but no. that there's a part for your non-negotiables of like feeding yourself and taking care of yourself then helps you live and be more of the legacy you want. At 100 percent. Yeah. And I think that's what got really lost for a time like when we had two small children, we're both working huge jobs, you know, we're both we're like, you know, oh, a kid's sick. Oh, gosh, what do we do? You take the first two hours, then we're going to switch. I'll take the next two hours, but then I have to go back to work and then you have to come, you know, and it's like just the busyness of life. And I think that's what I lost for a while when the kids were small and, and I was also very invested in my career. Um, like I lost the put your own 
like fill your cup first so that you can pour into others first. Yeah. Yeah, I, I lost that completely. And I know what happens when you lose that, because that's, I feel like that was the slippery. That's when the slippery slope began of feeling like so disconnected from myself and people around me because I, I had nothing left to give, but I, I wasn't putting anything back in me either. And I just feel like that's such a common thing for us women. And I'm trying to like pull it apart of why do we do that? (laughs) And I mean, it comes from a good place, but it is almost like that. I don't know, slippery slope of logic. I don't know. We justify, I don't know, one more thing or they need this or, um, I don't know. I'm not explaining it well, but no, you are. We actually, we, I, we had some friends over the other day and we were sitting there chatting and just some moms while the kids were swimming. And, you know, one of the moms was voicing like, oh my gosh, this, you know, I'm feeling so frustrated just like from a mother perspective. And, and we're at the point in the summer where I feel like like we're, we're all kind of there, you know, it's so wonderful. And I am not wishing a single second of the summer away. And some days are frustrating where you feel unappreciated, unseen. Um, like are these kids tired? Like, am I raising kids that are, you know, unappreciative or, you know, whatever the thing is. And we were talking about it. And one of the, um, people's daughters was sitting there and she's like, you know, well, why why do you guys do all this stuff? I mean, she was really genuinely asking, well, then why are you doing it? And I said, oh my gosh, that's like, I'm so glad you asked that. I said, because sometimes I forget that I love nurturing. Like I love being a caretaker. I love, I love that. But it also becomes a sense of duty in these roles that we play. And we forget that, that you can, that it's, the world is both and. You can Mm -hmm. be a caretaker of other people and take care of yourself. Like those two things do not have to be mutually exclusive. They belong together. You cannot take care of other people in the same capacity if you're not taking care of yourself. You know, so like my daily non-negotiables, do I need, I I also am a very extroverted introvert. I need my quiet time. I need like 10 minutes of a walk around our field by myself. Or I need, I need 10 minutes with a good book when I'm not interrupted. And I need to get up a lot earlier than everyone else to get that done. That's just the reality of our life right now. So I think before I was maybe unwilling to get uncomfortable to get that time for myself in, now I've just realized I cannot be who I want to be and go to sleep at the end of the day feeling like, okay. Or some days like proud of myself. Like that was a, that was a great day. I actually did what I set out to do today. I was present with my kids. I cooked a meal and gave our family good nutrition. I got everyone where they needed to be. I, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Um, I think there have just been times in my life where, and truthfully, maybe I was just too tired. There isn't always space you know, when you're like up in the middle of the night with babies and you're doing all those things, you know, this is great for me now saying all these things when I have two kids who are fairly self-sufficient, you know, and I'm not getting up during the night with them. Um, 
But if there's like a younger mother listening to this and like, okay, I just have to work harder, please ignore everything I'm saying and just survive. You know, if it means, if it means getting a nanny for an hour or a babysitter or asking somebody else to come and help for just so you can have 20 minutes to like take a shower and not worry that the house is going to burn down, whatever you have to do to keep your boat afloat, just do it and don't feel guilty about it because those kids need you. And truthfully, like you need yourself. Mm -hmm. I agree. One of my friends said to me, we had kids late. um, So most of our friends, their kids are older. And I, having little ones was the hardest time of my life. I mean, I will be the first to say that. And she was like, get a babysitter. It's not forever. She's like, it's a couple years, even if it's a couple times a week that you get to look forward to that time of you going to the food store without your two little ones, yes. right? Like <laughs> whatever it is. And I'll never forget that because it did. It made a difference of just, and I know some people financially may not be able to, but do it with a friend. Like, can you take care of my kid? Even for an hour can make a difference. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And I feel like that's a great point too. Like there's always another mom that probably feels the same way that you do. So you know what? Everybody comes over to the house, one house and one mom watches all the kids while the other one takes a walk around the block or goes to the grocery yeah. store and then you switch. Yeah. I feel like once you come up with that solutions, need, yeah. That like you can, you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask, what is the discomfort for you in, I don't know, making that time for yourself or getting up early. And I apologize for the yard work (laughs) noise in the background. But um, so what, when you say that discomfort, like what is coming up for you? Or do you know even like what it's signaling? Yeah, I think it's two things. I think one I was raised by an incredible mother who in my mind could do it all tirelessly and, and she would just do it all. She still tries to do it all. And we're like, you don't have to anymore. It's okay. Like you don't have to. And it comes from such a place of love and um, a sense of duty to her family. And it comes from all of these very, very good. And I think like honorable and noble places And it's, it's exhausting. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think too, some of that is just like generational. I don't think, you know, they didn't have people that told them it was okay to take a break. I feel like, you know, at least speaking from my mother, like she grew up in a house where it was still the generation where they had like grandparents that lived with them sometimes and other people that helped to care for them and helped their mothers raise their kids and then we went through this entire generation where that that idea of the family living together kind of left and then they were left alone and they were told like and you also need to have a full-time very busy career so get after it so she did that you know so i think some of it is it's just what i grew up with you know my dad traveled expectation. for work and yes mm-hmm. and so i think I thought that's just how you do it. You have a full-time career and you raise kids and you're present for everything. And you know how to, you know, 
sew your kid's Halloween costume and make a great meal. <laughs> and like, she literally did it all, all of it. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I think same that, with me, my mom yeah. had seven kids and part of it was she made it look so easy. Yeah. Like never in my wildest dreams yeah. did I did, I, did I have any concept of how hard being a mom was and part of it is I feel like my mom never complained never like no I felt like I never saw her struggle right and she had seven and I'm just like I have a hard time with two (laughs) so I honestly yeah yeah absolutely and I think the the other part is you know I always think about what are the minds, the um, things that I tell myself that were maybe from when I was like 12, that for some reason I haven't realized that like, I don't probably have to hold on to anymore because they're not even true. And one of those is like, I have total middle child syndrome, like earn, earn the attention. And do you see me? And is this enough? And the, you know, like that, it, it's like, I, but also the peacemaker, isn't that the middle child? Is 100%. The too? Yeah. Like yeah. make sure everybody's good and you, you know, like just be light and don't be too needy. And you know what, all of those things, like I have some of that still that I'm like trying to get rid of, mm-hmm. you know? So I think while like a lot of those traits led me into like the career I'm in, like that connector and having empathy and loving that sense of community and belonging. I think it also made me be like, and don't be too needy and don't need too much help. And don't ask for help. No, because like you should just know how to do it and make it work and let's go. You know, so some of that is just like ingrained in my personality that I've had to work to get rid of. Um, and I shouldn't say get rid of that. I've had to work to replace those ideas that really do not serve me with ideas that do serve me and allow me to grow because that other one really takes you back to like sometimes being very resentful because you're like, why doesn't anyone see me? And, and they don't because you don't let them. Mm -hmm. Nobody's offering help because you won't take it. (laughs) you know, so. But to me, another important part is just noticing those mindsets or defaults or whatever, because they're so ingrained in you that a lot of times I feel like we don't know, we don't know they're there unless we start um, really trying to, to notice. Yeah. Thanks to therapy. I I started going after we had our second child because I had really bad postpartum and I was really struggling. And thankfully my husband came with me to a lot of the appointments. Um, and it ended up, I always tell our therapist, you, you saved my life and you, you did, you gave me the marriage I always dreamed of having, you know, you, you know, she helped us find our way back to each other because that's the other thing. And not to get too off topic here, but early on, like there's no test of a marriage, like having small children, mm-hmm. you know, and, and <laughs> trying to, trying to ride the roller coaster of what that adjustment in your relationship looks like. 
and um, and the exhaustion and the yes. uh, lack of patience and the yes. um, totally. And so I found myself like struggling in the pits of postpartum and very resentful and and lonely. And in in getting through that and having her ask me just questions about like here I had this husband who was dying to help me who I I wouldn't let him do anything. I got it. I'll do it. I, you know, and it wasn't even about having it done a right or a wrong way. It was just, I associated needing help with being weak. And that was the, and and at the, at like the crux of this, all of this for me that I've realized is that like, I never wanted to see myself as being as fragile as the rest of the world, you know? And I think we talked about this last time. Like I, that, that was it. Like I was going to be the exception to every rule. No, I got it. I can do it. You know, because I think at the time my ego needed that to take me back to what I thought I was versus like just allowing myself to be human. And I want to go back to something else you said where, um, I don't know how you phrased it, but like almost like accepting what what the legacy is that you want. And part of me, and this may be my filter, was like, is it enough? And this expectation, and maybe it's ego, or maybe it's, um, I don't know, like our drive to... Um, not accept that we're human or that we're normal. We want to be this superhero, right? Um, And I guess my question is around that, was there an accepting of what is enough for you? Yeah, yeah, that's a, it's a great observation and a great question. I I think I had to separate placing value on what I dreamed about for my life and separating that from what I thought other people dreamed about for me or expected of me. Okay. I feel like that's big. That, and Huge. you know that, and that's also part of what I would think is you losing yourself. You're trying yeah. to please yep. these other people or meet these expectations, but sometimes that feels messy in like separating other people's expectations because you take them in or take them on, and you do feel appreciated or like you're pleasing and doing the yeah. right thing. Yeah. It's still so, messy. Even now, yeah. as I try to navigate, like this kind of next, I'll call it next phase of my professional career, it still feels messy. Like, is it enough to just have a podcast and have a great community of loyal listeners? Or do I need to like be this hire, superstar hire that, people to- like, to help me make this big. Mm-hmm. Like what, what, what's the level there? And I keep coming back to 
the filter, which I'm learning to like run everything through. And that is, will it help me feel like connected, grounded? Will it fulfill a sense of purpose that I have to help other people? Will it allow me to serve my family in the way that I want to do that? And, and very often I keep coming back to at this particular time of my life, no. And that's what tells me how big all these things are going to be. And I think too, it's the, it's the, this might only be for now. All these windows feel like forever and ever and ever. They're not. These are Mm -hmm. short moments of time, little tiny snippets of our life. And the older our kids get, the more I feel this. I'm like, this is going so fast. You know, our oldest right now is, is going to pass me in height soon. And I'm like, I love that you are growing and getting bigger and I love everything that comes with it, but stop it. Like it's going too fast. It's going, it's, it's some stages feel like they go so fast, you know? And then I felt myself too. And then I, I'm not going to lie. I've got some guilt about how I felt about the kids when they were younger, which is like, Oh my God, will this stage ever end? I'm just so tired there with you. I, I, so many people love babies and like, and I'm like, I am so glad I, I'm done with that. Like, and that, I, I admit, I think that sounds awful, but no. like, I, I agree. And um, I, and to the young mothers out there, like when you're in it, you're like, uh, you're not, you yeah. feel like you're not going to make it. And when you get to the other side, you do, you feel like, wow, that wasn't forever. Yeah. It wasn't forever. And so I feel like too, like just the acceptance of what the stage is now and saying, look, I've had my, yes. And I've had my time to invest in a career. And if I want it, I will find that time again. Like, I feel like I just finally know that it's, it's not, it's, it's that changing the, your mindset. And this has been very challenging for me and something I still have to work on in different areas of my life. But like, abundance versus scarcity. Like I have to work on that so hard, Aaron, this is not the one and only time. This is not the tiny window, you know, where it's like never going to come again. It it doesn't have to be, if you're going to be in it, in, in the organization, you have to run it and come up with all the stuff and like, no, maybe you could just volunteer at one thing. And that would be enough. If you're really you know later this. you have options and you can yeah like i i completely agree and i think yeah. as a culture that's part of our issue totally. of like you know do it now it has to be you know fear of missing out and all of that but i feel like the older i get the more it's not a sprint it's you know a marathon and things are going to change. And so, as you said, like, what do you want right now? What do you need right now? Yeah. And, and I love the questions that you even have. You have that clarity to ask, right? Like, I'm excited this is being recorded that, you know, to listen to that. And for people, I just think that is really important and powerful. Uh, and that perspective, you know, I think it's hard when you're in it to 
you know, have that. Well, and I think too, like the biggest thing for me now that I've learned too, is like, will I be able to live with myself or respect myself if I miss whatever it is that I'm considering swapping one for the other, you know, and truthfully, most of the career things or the opportunities that come up professionally right now. And, and I have to say this too, I feel very fortunate that we're in a situation that I can even have these options. Okay. Because I know a lot of people don't, and I want to qualify this statement saying that, um, but even professionally, a lot of the stuff or, or truthfully, like as far as the social life is concerned, like if it's going out to dinner with my friends and getting a sitter or missing my kid's soccer game, like I'm, I'm going to the soccer game. And I have friends in my life that don't understand that. And who have said like, what are you going to do when the kids are older? Because all these friendships will be gone. And I keep thinking, but I hope not because the people that are really my friends will hang on. You know, they'll, they'll understand that this part of me is like me, you know, I I don't want to miss those things. I don't want to miss the conversations in the car after school that happened. I don't want to miss the, um, you know, the, the talks we have when I'm tucking my kids into bed at night, I don't want to miss those things. And again, both and both and, but and the balance of prioritizing your friendships and but yes. the amount of space for that as you I love how you phrased it but like for what's important to you are going to the soccer game and you want to right like yep. you're listening to yourself yes. that that's what you want to do it's not a I have to I feel like I should I have this obligation because my son will be upset if I'm not there no, like, and to that, that to me is you're, you're doing what you want at that level. So, yeah. And, but it all comes back to, that's why I love this discussion about legacy because it all comes back to that. Like, I want them, I want the most important thing for me in my life is to, is for the people that I love to know how deeply, like, it makes me emotional, how deeply I love them regardless of if they are scoring a goal or if they're, they, we just had a hard conversation and we're trying to repair it before someone falls asleep. You know, like I just want them to know how deeply I love them. Mm -hmm. So that's, I feel like you're centering legacy that, you know, helps you decide what you want. Totally. And the other side is taking care of yourself to be able to do that. Yeah. And you know what? I actually think too, that, that maybe that's the other part of the legacy that I think about more is I want them to know that taking care of yourself isn't selfish. Like Mm -hmm. I want them to know that it's okay to invest in yourself for whatever you feel like you need. I want them to see that because, you know, Mm -hmm. what they see is most often what they repeat. Right. Yeah. So I want them now I have plenty of qualities that I wish they wouldn't repeat, but (laughs) we all do, but hopefully like the more dominant things about like expressing, expressing your emotions and taking care of yourself physically and 
fostering healthy relationships and all those things. I want them to, to see all those things and know that not only is it okay, but they're like so worthy of all of that. And that's what comes up for me too, is um, like, would I want my children to be living the life I am? Yeah. Right. Like the example, as you said it, right. Like, and would I want this for them? Like Mm -hmm. some of the sacrifices or whatever. And to, I know for me, and you said it too, one of, I want to raise independent, you know, healthy, resilient, happy adults, you know, that are contributing. And, but if I am nurturing and doing too much for them, then they don't know how to like make their own cook or, you know, make their own dinner or things like that. So um, I don't know if we're going off topic, but um, what do you think are the benefits of like knowing your legacy and creating your legacy now. So that's part of what I feel like is even how you defined it. But most people, I don't think, think of their legacy. They're just like living their life. And um, if you're more intentional with it, which I feel like you are, and that's part of why I asked to talk with you. um, What are the benefits of having that clarity and yeah, I think the benefit is is being able to filter the choices of your life through that lens. You know, it's if I understand where I want to end up or at least the the feeling that I'm seeking when I when I get closer to the end, then that helps me to align my day-to-day with that vision. I feel like it's kind of everything to be honest. Um because when I get to the, when I get to the end, I, I want to feel like, like my days counted, I guess. So Mm -hmm. knowing, knowing what you want helps. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the filter. Well put. So how, I mean, you have a, um, we talked about this some before, but one of my questions is how did you figure out what your legacy or your purpose is and just any. Um, I think to be honest with you, I feel like I probably, now that I know it, I always knew it. I just was afraid to trust it. And I feel like if people would just think about that, like when, when you interact in your life and you go about your daily life, like what makes you feel the most alive and connected to the world and yourself? Like, that's it that, that that's probably what you were put on this earth. In my opinion, that's probably Mm -hmm. what you were created to do. Um, and so I think I always knew it. I was just uh, afraid it wasn't enough. And then, you know, almost losing my life twice in such a short time period. And then really, um, the impact of having to sit in a hospital room for a month and watch the world continue to go on around me while I just sat there and couldn't participate in what I wanted to made me 
really, it, it changed everything because it changed how I was able to look at the world around me and the gift in it was just accepting that I am just as fragile as the rest of the world is. And that's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And so if I stop trying to do everything myself and never need anybody's help, then like the more I did that and the more I tried to appear as now I'm like, what, what did I think I was a robot or what? But the more I tried to do that, actually, the further I got from what I knew my legacy to be mm-hmm. because I couldn't, I couldn't show up as the person like that nurture helper mentor, like contributor person that I want to be because I had nothing to give because I was tired. <laughs> so I think having to take away that wall and just allow myself to like work through some of those other things. Like for a whole year, my question was, what am I carrying that I'm ready to put down? Which like, is a great question. And I, I filtered everything with that for a year, you know? So I, I think I always knew it, but having to honestly, having to finally sit and just be quiet with myself is what caused me to be, to remember, like, if you come back to yourself, if you think about if everything else was taken away from you and you get to get out of this hospital room, what do you want to go and do? And that was it. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I have to figure this out. I have to figure out how to do this differently. Yeah. And part of my motivation is to help people get that clarity without having to sit in the hospital, right? You know, and I know that's part of what you're doing too. Um, And, but I love that you feel like you knew it and that each of us has it inside of us. It's listening to those little voices or paying attention to, as you said, like, what feels right, what feels, and there's unfortunately this false feeling of satisfaction or appreciation or ego, you know, and, and it can, as you said, it can be messy. It can be hard. It's not, it's not easy. (laughs) No, not at all. Once you do get clear, it gets easier. At least it's still. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. What are you most proud of? I'm most proud of. I think I'm most proud of my capacity to love other people. And and maybe now to myself. It's awesome. It's not perfect, but. That's probably what I'm most proud of. And I like, maybe because it's my issues too, but like the ending part of yeah. like being able to love yourself and it's our like imperfections. It, should, it, shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that hard, right? Yeah. But it is sometimes, some days. But I feel like it's just like everything else that you practice. 
Yeah. You know, and truthfully, like I was so mad. I remember sitting in a (laughs) therapy session early on and she's like, you realize that you cannot stop judging the outside world until you start, stop judging your inside world. And I was like, I don't judge the outside world. I'm not, that's not true. That's in the more I like, I just found um, myself that it's, it's not, it was like the critical filter. I had to stop with my own critical filter because you cannot believe the most generous assumption about somebody else until you truly believe it of yourself. Yeah. Like, Aaron, look at your intentions for that. Is the way it turned out how you intended it to? No. Well, then just give yourself the benefit for the doubt and figure out where it went wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I feel like that it's, it's just like, again, it's, it's a million tiny clicks or shifts in your, yes. the way mm-hmm. you view things. You know, yeah. it's like a year of asking a question. That wasn't like overnight. I was like, you know, I really (laughs) like myself today. It was, why am I, why do I feel this way about myself today? Well, today I need to put down my need to, my need to, to please like somebody I barely even know and Mm -hmm. have them, you know, like what, what, why would that be more important than sticking to my own values? (laughs) Like. Yeah. yeah. Last question. Cause I know you have to go. Um, just what's next for you. What are you excited about? Um, uh, I guess I'm excited about, this is going to sound really like probably way too philosophical and like let it flow energy, which is not totally mine all the time, but, um, I'm working on that. (laughs) I I think I'm most excited about, um, just trusting, trusting the cues I get from myself as to what's meant to happen next and not trying to force things as much. Because if I think about even like the last three years of my life, I finally, I finally, I guess maybe I'm not, it's just sound really lame, but I'm finally not afraid to love what I do. I'm finally not afraid to say how passionate or alive something makes me feel mm-hmm. and, and have the courage to like follow through on some of those things. And to me, the courage to show that, like totally. to be vulnerable and at least for me you know? Yes. Uh, yeah. And, and to say like, okay, so I started this. So I have a social media account. That's probably never going to have 20 million followers. Like who does it, does it matter less what we talk about or what I post or whatever? If, if, if it impacts one mother that lives 20 miles from me or, you, you know, like, or that you help them get through their own postpartum, right. Totally. Or whatever. 100%. And I like, I finally, I finally just know, I think I finally am confident enough or comfortable enough in my own skin to just know what's worthy of investing in. Mm-hmm. Wow. So 
Yes, I hope right there. (laughs) Thanks. I hope I hope to continue my podcast. I love doing that. It's so important to me to like hear people's stories and 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 let other women in the world know that they're not alone if they're going through some of these things that we talk about. Or Mm -hmm. um, I guess I like to be people's soft place to land. So I would love to do more coaching and, um, helping, like I said, kind of like teaching in the adult world, helping people figure out what their goal is tied to their bigger why and their bigger passion and helping them feel worthy enough to follow through on it. Yeah. And that's, that's why I wanted to talk with you. I mean, so, um, you have to go, but, and I would love to do later, just another quick follow-up of like, after this conversation, what came up for you or things, thoughts? Well, and even I the last time we were questions. talking, <laughs> even the so last time we were questions. talking, it was like race, 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 race after we hung up. So I love this and I'll do this a hundred times with you if you want. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm sure you're just for my own curiosity, I would love to. I have plenty more questions and I would love to talk with you, but I know you have to go. And um, thank you so much. Are you kidding? Thank you. I'm so grateful for this. And honestly, like these have been such, like your questions are great. And the way I feel like our minds and how we process things are very similar. Yeah, Um, no, I feel like you're kind of a lot of, a lot of similarities and mirror, you know, I don't want to call them issues, but um, yeah. growth places. And totally. so, and that's what your community I think is for, right. Of people 100%. that connect with you. Yeah. And, and understand that and need to, and want to hear your wisdom and your struggle and all of that. So. Well, thank you. Thank you for caring. And thank you for for validating and and that other part of me that still needs all that I appreciate it very much so thank you and I apologize for getting I'm just so I'm such a crier and so emotional so am I you know me that's okay you never you never have to apologize for that I'm well thank you I appreciate you thank Thank you you. all right have a great rest of your day and hopefully I'll talk to you again soon okay thanks Bye. bye Thanks for listening to the Love Raising Us podcast this week. We're actually coming back next week with a brand new episode, and I'm so excited to share it with you, um, with Dr. Elisa Song, and she's just incredible. It's a great episode. Uh, But in the meantime, if you love our show, please go into whatever app you're listening to this in and give our show a five-star rating and leave some comments about why you love the Love Raising Us podcast podcast and this community. I would be so grateful. Um, yeah, that's it. We're back into school. Hope everyone's surviving, uh, the transition and, um, we will be back next week.